we all get stuck in what we should do or what we should have done. The word should can inspire us and it can inhibit us. It can get us moving and it can hold us back. Why is it so hard to move past complacency and get inspired to build the fulfilling future that we want? You are listening to Should Theory. Let's talk it out. Stories, interviews, and more to inform and inspire you towards building the future that you want. Get motivated, figure out how you want to shift, and then get your shift together. I'm Tara Grebe. Let's do this with the Should Theory. delinquent in posting episodes this week, but it's because we have had a lot going on here in my house. My two youngest kids, my daughter and my stepson, graduated from high school this past weekend, and it was a whirlwind of activity and excitement and tears and all of the good things. So here we are today talking a little bit, and actually their graduation sparked some thoughts in me as I was sitting there looking at them with pride and excitement about what comes next. There were 179 graduates in that class. 179 students graduated from my kids' high school. And when I was looking into this sea of red gowns, they had their caps with decorations for where they were going. And I realized, not only from looking at the kids and knowing the ones that I knew, but also in looking at the program, that there weren't two kids in that group of 179. No two kids were going to the same school to study the exact same thing. No two kids in that 179 were going into the same job if they were going into the workforce. No two kids were going into the same vocation at the same place. And there were some kids that were going into military service, and even there, there were not two kids going into the same branch of the military. So what does that mean? What's the big deal? Well, there were 179 lives that as of this weekend, we're about to embark on 179 different life paths, journeys, and steps towards their future. 179 different ones in that moment, in that town, which is pretty small, in upstate New York. And graduations were happening all over New York State this past weekend. So take my 179 and multiply it. There are 700 school districts in New York State. So 700 times, I'm going to say 179, but some are quite large and some are quite small, different pathways in different majors with different life goals, all of them ready to start fresh on this new journey. I sat there and while I was looking at them, I was a little bit envious of this fresh start and clean slate where they could really build their life any way that they wanted to after this milestone. And I thought, man, if only I could start over, what would I do? I would do X, Y, Z, whatever it is. And it doesn't really matter what it is. 
But then, as I said, oh, God, it would be so great to start over knowing what I know now and being able to take that info and do great things. The other thought that followed my head was, oh, God, starting over sounds like going to the bottom of a humongous mountain that I have already climbed, gained experience on, and made it to the top of accomplishment. Starting over, I've got to trudge back down to the bottom of this mountain and climb it all over again. There's a lot of that that doesn't sound very good. And maybe that's why people don't do it. Maybe that's why people don't start over. So then I thought, well, why does it have to be I'm going to start over? Why can't it be I'm going to change direction? Changing direction or saying I'm going to change direction sounds a lot more like an informed decision that you have made, taking the wisdom, the experience, the time on the planet that you have accrued, and shifting to something that serves you better, excites you, lights you up. I think changing direction just feels more purposeful. It feels, like I said earlier, more informed as opposed to starting over, where it almost sounds like you did something wrong. You have to go back to the beginning. So then I was thinking, well, starting over sounds a lot better, but not everybody has the confidence to do that either. We get stuck because our benefits, our retirement package that we're accruing is too good. Our salary is good, and we're afraid to give it up. We are afraid financially to take a risk, or we're worried what other people are going to think. I have this. I should be satisfied. I've heard that time and time again when I've interviewed people on this podcast. I should be satisfied. How dare I want more for my life? And really, one of the biggest problems that people have is a lack of confidence. But here's the thing. Confidence is a skill. It's not a genetic trait that we're born with. Some people come to it more naturally than others, for sure, and some people lack it because of their life experiences or things that have happened to them over the years. But basically, confidence is a skill. It's not something that you have or you don't. It's a skill that you can build. So regardless of what has happened to you in your past or regardless of what it is that has you unsure or uncertain about taking that risk or moving forward, you can build your confidence skill. I can't tell you how many successful, extroverted, outgoing people I have met in my life who most people in daily back and forth would assume are unbelievably confident and they come across as unbelievably confident. But when you boil it down, they are actually some of the people with the strongest insecurities I've ever seen. I often wonder if people mask their insecurity by being an extrovert. I'm going to be outgoing and I'm going to do all of these things and you're going to assume that I'm confident, that I'm strong, when really the bottom line is confidence is weak in them. We can build that skill. We can all learn a new skill. We can learn to ride a bike, we can learn to ski, we can learn to cook a new dish, we can learn to do an exercise program, and we can learn to be confident. Once you realize and recognize that, then you can look at whatever steps you want to take to improve 
that skill of confidence. Just like you're going to improve your fly fishing cast, you're going to improve how you go down the hill on the slopes. One way that I used to improve my own skill of confidence recently was actually born by mistake. So not too long ago, I was on a Facebook group and they asked you to introduce yourself. And I may have told this story before on this podcast, but it's such a good one. And it really is such a simple realization. So I was asked to tell about myself and I just did the basics. You know, I'm, this is where I'm from. This is some of the things I've done in my past. I'm a mom. I'm a this, I'm a that. And when I wrote it all out for the Facebook post, I stepped back and I looked at what it was that I wrote before I hit post. Why did I do that? Because I wanted to make sure that it sounded good because I wasn't confident. I wasn't confident that I'm just going to put this out there because I am who I am. I wanted to make sure that what I wrote about myself fit the standard that everybody else was posting, sounded good, hit all the things that I wanted to hit that I had accomplished. And I looked at the post and I went, hmm, that actually sounds pretty good. And after I took some time and I said, you know, I have an idea. And I wrote down my accomplishments, everything that I could think of that I have done over the years that I don't want to say that sounds worthwhile because what I think is worthwhile, what you think is worthwhile are, are two very different things perhaps. And that's part of the lesson, right? If I write down only things that I think are worthwhile, then I may not write down all of my things. I can't tell you how many conference sessions I've done or, or professional development sessions that I've done where I ask the people to tell a few things about themselves and the answer I get most often is I don't really have anything important to say about myself. Um, yeah, you do. You've done important things. You are important. So I went to a pen and paper and I started listing some of my accomplishments, including what jobs I had as a, a teen and in my early 20s when I was first getting started. And including uh, being a mom to two kids and raising two kids and including some of the athletic or charitable things that I've done. And I made my list and everybody's list, you know, I'm president of this, I was the treasurer of this, I was a member of or helped create blah, blah, blah. And I mean, when I tell you I went deep, I went deep and I wrote down everything that I could think of, even all the way back to my high school sports days of different accomplishments that I had had over my 47 years on the planet. And when I looked at it, I stepped back and I walked away from it for a couple of minutes and I came back and I tried to look at it with eyes that were not looking at it as if it was myself. I tried to look at it like, oh, I found this piece of paper. What does it have to say on it? Whose details are these? And when I tried to look at it with an unknowing eye, I really had a different level of respect for the person behind that list, the things on that list, the accomplishments on that list, the variety on that list, the things on that list that happened during difficult times in my life that I was still able to accomplish 
or the things that I accomplished that were hard to do or hard to learn, hard skills to build. And when I stepped back and I looked at it as if I was looking at somebody else, I was kind of impressed. And I was reminding myself of who I am, what I've done, what I'm capable of. And you know what having that recognition does or having that realization does? It builds confidence. You remind yourself of the abilities that are in you that, quite frankly, have always been there. How do we know that they're there? Because you just wrote down all the things that you were able to do. You just wrote down all of the things you've been able to complete, learn, master, build, whatever it is. Having a revelation like that can inspire confidence. And confidence can translate to courage. And all you need from that confidence and courage is the willingness to try. See, we all focus on not doing something until the timing is right or not doing something until all the settings around it are perfect, not doing something until we know it's going to come out exactly as we envisioned it to be in our head when we were dreaming about it. And so many people tell you just the opposite advice. Think about becoming a parent. If we all waited to become parents till we had enough money set aside or till we were ready, there would be no other children because guess what? You're never ready. You never have enough money. You never are fully prepared because you don't necessarily know what you don't know. And the same is true with so many other things. What I hear most often is that putting it up messy is better than putting it up perfectly because at least it's up. And they couldn't be more right. I wasn't an expert podcaster when I started this process. I'm not an expert podcaster now. I don't edit perfectly. I sometimes ramble. And I'm learning as I go along, but guess what? It's okay because it's up and it's out there in the world and I can still be proud of it. And there's always room for growth. Again, having that courage to try, it might seem like beginning steps, but really it's more than half the battle. If you have that willingness, that means you're going to take your first steps forward. That means you're going to start to build the thing or do the thing. It means you're going to take the steps that make that change that you are considering start to happen, make the wheels start to turn. Do the things that say, I want this, I've dreamt of it, and I'm going to go for it. See, it's about confidence and courage long before it's about content knowledge and a plan. Those 179 graduates that I saw last weekend may or may not have a plan. The plan that they have for themselves may or may not change. They're still embarking on this journey. They can't go backwards, and neither can you. You shouldn't go backwards. You should think about your confidence, your courage, your pathway to the shifts and the things that you've dreamt of. Build those skills and go for them. If you're anything like me, you listen to podcasts like this one because you know you want something more from life and you feel like you need to make a change. Maybe you don't have the confidence to give it a go, or maybe you don't even know where to start. I can help you. Go to www.taragreve.com and let's work together so I can help you discover what your shift is, uncover your inner badass, and get your shift together. You can also find me at Should Theory with Tara Grieb on Facebook, where you can join a community of like-minded people looking to help each other out. So hey, let's, let's figure out what your what shift is about. and get your shift together. First of all, today. 
congratulations to all of the families that have had graduates from high school or college over these last few weeks. It's an exciting time and it's a great time of self-discovery and embarking on journeys and I hope every person who has just graduated from something they've worked hard towards gets everything that they've dreamed of and goes for every single dream that they have. Takes every single opportunity. The other thing is that we talked about is that confidence is a skill. Just like learning how to exercise, learning how to lift weights, learning how to do yoga, learning how to ski, learning how to cook, whatever it is, they are all skills. Hey, even learning how to do long division was a skill and you learned that. So if you feel like you don't have the confidence or the courage to make that shift you've been thinking of, build the skill. Try writing a list of your accomplishments and see where that takes you. Look at it like a person who doesn't know who it is on the paper and be proud of that person when you see all the things that are on that list. Also, my last lesson from this conversation today is think about how simple a word shift or a mindset shift, ooh, that's not good, a mindset shift can be in getting you to go for your goals. And guess what? I'm leaving that stumble in there because I just got done telling you that putting it up messy is better than putting it up perfect. So I refuse to edit that part out. And the final piece is how simple is that mindset shift in changing your focus and changing your confidence? Starting over sounds really intimidating, but changing direction sounds really exciting. So I hope that you step back, think about what shifts you want to make so that you can change direction and get your shift together. Until next time, we'll see you.